To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Chainsaw Safety Week, and you know one man who loves to be safe with his chainsaw is Rude Climb Pass. Kia ora. Kia ora, Jack. You should talk to my surgeon. <laughs> five, five days after, no, no, a couple of weeks after my new knee replacement, he asked me, what did you do yesterday? I said, oh, Julie needed to change, he got a tree out, so I started to chainsaw. And he, he rolled his eyes. Oh, <laughs> rude. I'm rolling my eyes. Come on, you know better than that. It was. I presume it was all okay. You didn't lop off your good leg or anything, did you? No, 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 no. I'll leave that to him. (laughs) (laughs) You have to remember, I've got a degree in forestry, and and this was in the 60s, and we were taught how to use these particular tools really safely. And you're absolutely right. You've got to be bloody careful. So did you get to use the really big, gnarly chainsaws then? Oh, got you. A degree in forestry means you have to know how to prune a tree and how to cut a tree, and you do all the you know the tell, the cut tell me about that. What's it? So so how do you how do you go about learning to cut down like a what what was the biggest tree you've ever cut down? Oh, about sort of a half a meter diameter pine tree, no problem. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's. Not nothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not nothing. That's right. And this is this is what you do for that particular training. It was an MSc I was doing, and mm-hmm. it was really cool fun. But you you do get to see what happens first, and then you do your geometry. You cut a little wedge, if you like, where you want it to fall, and you could probably get within half a meter or 20, 30 centimeters of where you want it to fall to drop. Wow! It's extraordinary good stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, this is this is handy <laughs> handy information. I, I, I didn't know you actually had a degree in forestry, right? So there we go. Well, that's all I've done. I've never studied insects in my life. I'm, I'm actually a fraud, to be yeah. quite honest. Oh, well, that makes two of us. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, this morning we are yeah. talking about insects and not um, and not trees. We're talking about cluster flies. Yes, well, it's not something that you would encounter on the 16th floor no. in the north a lot. But cluster flies have been a creature that's been introduced in New Zealand by accident in the 1980s, I think 84 or something. Mm. And uh, it's a, a creature that comes from the northern hemisphere, say Sweden, Norway, Finland, uh, Putin territory, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, North America, that sort of stuff. And these things were, I, I remember working with the Ministry of Agriculture and we got these people ringing up, we've got these funny flies, they're very dopey. In the in the autumn time, and they come inside the house, not in their ones and twos, but in their ones and twos thousand. Yeah. And we thought we'd better take a look, and we found it. And so a lot of people. This has been a really good year for cluster flies. In fact, I caught two or three this morning in my house here, and fed them straight to my redback spiders, of course. Mm. Uh, but but the point is, these guys come into your house. But I think it might be nice to tell them, to tell our, our listeners what they actually do, because these are parasites of earthworms so they live in paddocks oh. they lay their eggs near on the paddocks in the grass and yeah. then the little maggots that come out go into an earthworm hole and literally crawl inside an earthworm and literally eat the earthworm from the inside out oh. extraordinary stuff yeah it's lovely. And then, of course, they get a chrysalis after a little while, and then out comes these flies. And this is when we get into the trouble, because in autumn time, they're looking for a nice warm place to hibernate. Mm. 
And if you've got a little hole on the edge of your windows or the window doesn't fit very well, they know how to get in. Yeah. And they lay a pheromone tra trail and all their friends can smell where Johnny's gone. They all end up in your either attic or in your spare bedroom or wherever. And the thousands of them sit on the ceiling and on the walls and on the windows just basically making a nuisance of themselves. Right. Ah, brilliant. Yeah. So what, what can we do about them? Is there anything you can do to get rid of them? Not much, because you start squashing them. That pheromone is quite sticky and makes quite a bit of smell. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. So, so squashing so, them only attracts more of them. Yes, exactly. It's not that great. It's like trying exactly. to cure, cure inflation, isn't it? Oh, exactly. <laughs> You've yeah. got it. So vacuuming is not a problem. It's not a good thing either, because it, it literally it makes your whole inside of the vacuum cleaner sticky as well. Mm. So the best way is to actually brush and pan them and take them out as, as soon as you can and uh, and make sure, and this is preventative, that you've got no holes through which these little devils can gain entry into your house. Mm. Okay. That's very yeah. useful. Thank you, that sir. Good one. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, you take care. Enjoy um, Chainsaw Safety Week. Yep, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, catch you soon. That yeah. is Rube Klein Pastor in the garden for us.